Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Hello and welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. I'm really excited because I have an amazing guest with us here today. We have Bharat Oza, who he's a client of mine who's become a great friend. And we have an amazing talk that we're going to get into talking about sex. We're going to talk about Tantra sex to be specific. And then we're also going to talk about how sex and sexuality, you know, orgasms, releasing hormones can really help with stress reduction and anxiety and all those things that we have going on in our life. So Bharat, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. This is an interesting talk that we're going to have, a conversation that you and I have been going back and forth a little bit on. And thank you for coming Mm. on and being open about this. Yeah, of course. I love it. I love it. Who doesn't like sex, right? So, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> Plus sex sells, right? Yeah, that's true. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, you know, before we get into really the nitty gritty of everything, I would love for you, you know, give us a little background history on, on who you are and what you do. That's a very deep question. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry to, sorry to I think we all are trying to figure that out. <laughs> no, but I am one of the co-owners and coaches at Be Elite. My business partner, Ken Tilden, was on your show as well. Mm-hmm. We specialize in stress-reduced fat loss. Myself, I have, you know, I'm a biosignature practitioner, holistic lifestyle coach, but also a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. So, uh, you know, as you can tell, we use these different modalities of, you know, nutrition, training, holistic health, energy medicine, and help people. So my interest has always been in going deeper within myself. And I've always had certain questions or certain answers to certain questions. So that's led me down this path of learning Tantra and learning shamanic healing and these different uh, modalities. Yeah, I find that so interesting. I think it's so great that, you know, both you and, you know, we had Ken on the show, like what you mentioned, mm-hmm. really use a, a holistic approach to how you work with clients. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is it, uh, you know, just give uh, our listeners a little bit of a, a recap from, from Ken's episode. What is it that you guys specialize in in your facility? So like I said, we specialize in stress-reduced fat loss. So what that is, is we identify the different stressors that affect a person, which then manifest as, you know, certain ailments, body fat, you know, uh, mental stresses, things like that. So we actually look at, okay, so when a person comes in, we go through a hormone scan, it's a skinfold test. It's called biosignature modulation, which helps us within 10 minutes assess what are the top three hormones that are affecting the person the most. And then we also go through an extensive questionnaire that looks at digestion, detoxification, organ health, mental brain chemistry, general lifestyle, all these different things to see, okay, this is where your stress is coming from. This is why you have these you know, symptoms of, it could be anything from gut health issues to, you know, PCOS, estrogen, menopausal symptoms, all these different things, along with why are you holding on to this body fat? So we get into the root cause of these things. And then based on that, we provide solutions to them. It could be training, could be nutritional coaching, could be energy medicine, and just coaching on lifestyle generally. 
Yeah. And I think that's so great getting to the the root of the issue, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and when, when Ken was on the show too, we were talking about that. And so many people think it's just, I need to move my body more and eat less. And, you know, that, that doesn't always solve the case or even get to the root or create a a sustainable long-term result. So where, Mm. what stemmed your interest to go further into the body internally or even any energetic healings in order to help people? I think for me personally, and I'm sure Ken will agree with this as well, it's always started with us, ourselves. And, you know, as a kid, I was raised a vegetarian. I used to have these different symptoms, which back then I didn't know, right? You, back then I'm like, well, this is normal. This is how life is. You know, so I always struggled with weight. Then I got into weight training. But even then, there was always this little, you know, why can't I drop body fat from these areas? Or... Why am I mentally not, you know, like super sharp focused? I feel like I'm super distracted all the time. You know, down the road, when I first learned biosignature, I found out I was even pre-diabetic and no one ever told me that. Wow. You know, like, yeah, doctors would say, yeah, everything's good. Blood work is great. And I'm someone who trains six days a week and all these different things. But why am I having certain symptoms with digestion, with blood sugar, storing body fat? Couldn't get lean as fast as, you know, someone else who was like, oh, yeah, 16 weeks. He's ripped. Mm-hmm. 16 weeks, my body is just starting to move. I'm like, what is going on? And then just even deeper questions with myself, like, you know, what's my purpose in life? You know, and you know, these are things that are not taught in school, sadly, right? And which is why I personally believe there's a lot of depression, anxiety, things like that, because most people don't know why they're waking up every morning, yeah. you know? And yeah. so for me, it was asking those questions that led me down the road of doing some energy medicine. You know, I started doing treatments with my, or Reiki sessions with my teacher at the time. And I've I've been seeing him for 10 years now. And that led me to, you know, learning Reiki. So I got my Reiki level one, two, and became a Reiki master about three, four years ago. And then again, just, you know, journeying through those questions, going through different life experiences led me to working with some uh, shamans and working with some sacred plant medicines in Peru. And that led me down to this journey of now wanting to become a shaman. So it always started with us. And then we've attracted people who needed similar help. And then we've been able to create the system and help so many people. Yeah, I think that's so great. I am definitely like that too. You're almost a you know, a curious squirrel of what's going on with your own body <laughs> and your own life. And Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and I truly believe that we, we coach on what we're healing through or, or what we have healed through. And those make the best coaches and practitioners because we can sympathize and empathize with what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't have said it better. That, that you're absolutely right. It's, we are sharing our medicine, yes. you know, so it's, that's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, before we dive into everything, you know, you said that you were over in Peru and, and studying sacred plants and, and working with a shaman. Can you go into a little bit more detail about that with me? Because I'm super curious. Yeah. So just to give you a little bit of background of what took me there. So I had decided I'm going to go to Peru and, you know, want to see Machu Picchu, which is, you know, one of the seven wonders of the world, an incredible site. Um, now, this is also when I had gone through a breakup and it was very difficult for me. I'll be open and say I was depressed for over nine to 10 months and I was working through all of that. And even my health was, was kind of not at the best. So I was working with a Chinese medicine doctor and she helped me a lot, but there was this 10 to 20% that was not improving. My liver was stressed. My kidneys were stressed. And I knew this. 
And she one day said, you realize this is your emotions, right? This is not physical anymore. And I was like, yeah, I know. And she's like, yeah, that's, you know, you're storing anger, you're storing resentment, you're storing grief. And those are emotions that affect your liver and kidneys. And so when I had decided to go to Peru, because of, you know, the energy medicine work I do, meditation, consciousness, all these different things that I like exploring, I realized I can go to Peru and not do sacred plant medicine, especially ayahuasca. So I'm not sure, Sarah, if you're familiar with ayahuasca. I've heard of it. I don't know a lot about it. Sure. So it's, it's a plant. You could call it a psychedelic. Now, you know, kind of like LSD or whatever, but it's different. I don't want to use the word psychedelic also because people think, oh, yeah, 60s rave parties and things like that. But this is more of a, it's called a medicine, but it helps you connect with your subconscious. It helps you connect with the divine. It really shows you, it heals the things that you need to heal. So you see, you know, when you drink this brew, which is a combination of ayahuasca being the main plant, but then there's another plant called chakruna. Uh, so they blend it. And then there's a beautiful ceremony that happens around it. And you drink the brew and you go into these different dimensions. And I hope some of the listeners are not going, oh, this turned woo-woo. <laughs> but it helps you truly find out who you are. You know, and, uh, you know, we always say we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes. And I always knew that intellectually, but I never knew that from my heart. And I truly have experienced that while doing these ceremonies. And it was incredible because it literally let me let go of all the anger, all the resentment. And I was just filled with tremendous love. And if you follow any great teachers who, you know, are at the peak of their consciousness, they always speak about, you know, being love and that we are love instead of giving and receiving love. So it led me down to all of that. So that's, that's been my little experience with sacred plant medicine. And I'm going back to Peru again in September to study more and to experience some more different plant medicines and work with different shamans. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit of story behind that. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. I'm excited to hear about how that uh, experience <laughs> is going to be for you as well. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as you know, you know, Joe and I have been deepening our own spiritual practice a mm-hmm. lot over the last four to five months and definitely you know, over the last year. And I think that people should be more open to these more alternative ways to understand, like what you said, like, who are we? Like, why do we do the things that we do? And most of the time, and what I've realized, even in my own deepening into my own spirituality is everything that I want has nothing to do with anything externally. (laughs) And, And it's so interesting when we start to deepen and we start to understand who we are and how we think and, and the patterns and why we do the things that we do. And so many people can fall into victim mode or blaming or looking at external circumstances when in reality, you have all the answers inside you. And I, I think it's, it's incredible that you went through that whole experience. Was that an, a massive awakening moment for you? It was because it, it's so hard to put in words because I really saw who I truly am that, and I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but I am, whether you say I am God or God is within us, either way, doesn't matter. But I would say it re- made me realize that I am limitless. Mm. And the only limits that I have is the ones I, my mind is putting on myself. Yes, yes. You're working with, you know, our good friend and, and, you know, practitioner and mentor Brenda as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she's helped you as well through, uh, through some of those. Tremendously. Mental blo- tremendously. Like she's like, 
it's funny because ayahuasca, they say, is like 20 years of therapy in one session. Mm. And I feel Brenda is someone like that. She's been, you know, 20 years or 30 years or whatever of unlearning in the last six months with her. Yes. yes. You know, so it's so fast. And even working with you and Joe has been just like that. It's, it's literally accelerated the results. And, you know, we, I'm sure we would have gotten to this level probably three years from now. But you guys helped us get here in six months. Mm, fantastic. I love you hearing know? that. Thank you. Yeah. So it's been, it's all these things, these modalities have always accelerated our growth. Yeah. And I think it's interesting when we think about growth, whether it's business growth, relationship growth, like health, fitness, the answers come from within inside you. And we can use strategies, which definitely help. But if we can't learn to get out of our own way, then we never actually end up getting to our goal or succeeding with what we want to do. And, exactly. and I think like that's what's drawn me so much to spirituality. And it's not the, the woohoo or the fluffiness of it. It's learning more about myself. And, you know, I think that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that about, about you, Varat, about the whole, oh, no, no about worries. the whole ayahuasca experience. I, you and I are going to chat a little bit more off the recording here. Yeah. I'm super interested in that. Anytime. Joe and I have thought about going down to Sedona and doing some different spiritual retreats and stuff. So I'm super interested oh, to continue yeah. that. Yeah. That, that's actually a great place to experience a lot of uh, other sacred plant medicines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Let's dive into a little bit of tantric sex. Let's uh, let's spice up this conversation here. And first off, for anybody who doesn't know what tantra is, can you explain that for us? Absolutely. So tantra originated in India. It's funny because I always laugh at this because Kama Sutra originated in India, tantra originated in India, and generally India is seen as a very conservative country when it comes to sex. Yeah. But a lot of sexuality and exploring sexuality started in India. So I always find that kind of funny. But Tantra is also called sacred or spiritual sexuality sometimes. And it can be used just to improve your sex life. Or it can actually be used as a method to deepen your spirituality. So it's also very spiritual practice because it goes beyond the physical. Mm-hmm. You know, the physical act. I find Kama Sutra is more... The physical, like, okay, these are different positions. These are different techniques you can use. But Tantra was, for me, it was an exploration of what love is. And can you freely give love, but also freely accept love? Mm. And that was what I got the most out of it, because that's really what... So I did Tantra level one with Lucy Becker, incredible teacher in Toronto, I did Tantra level one with her and that's the biggest thing I walked away with is can I freely give and receive love? And then she had different exercises where you practice and you practice and start increasing your capacity to do both. So that's, you know, and, and Tantra can be used for so many different things, releasing, you know, different energy blocks, you know, getting closure from past experiences, which are sometimes probably, you know, affecting your current relationship. You know, so a lot of times we take baggage from old relationships and bring them to the new one. And so Tantra can help you get rid of some of that baggage and enhance your relationship, which then leads to better intimacy. You know, whether it's better sex itself or better orgasms, a lot of it starts from within, just like you said, right? Like everything else, like business and all those things, your relationship with yourself is what's 
improving the environment that's around you. So that applies here for the same thing as when it comes to sex and sexuality. Yeah, I find that very interesting, especially what you said there about receiving love. (laughs) And, you know, maybe you've even seen this yourself with people having issues, even receiving compliments or receiving praise. And as much as we want to all be, you know, adored and cherished, I think that's a really big block for so many people. And and having that vulnerability is really what it is, vulnerability. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And another way to look at it is keeping your heart open. You know, we go through different experiences, whether it's certain relationships, things with our parents, things with what we learn in school, friends. We go through all these different experiences and we've learned to protect ourselves. And the way we tend to protect ourselves is we build these walls so that, oh, next time no one can hurt me. I don't trust people. All these different things. But then we also want to heal and we can't heal because we've closed our heart. So how does love get in? And, and that's where a lot of times, you know, receiving love in any form, whether it's compliments or whether it's money or business referrals, you name it. It's we, a lot of us struggle with that. It's funny because we're, we're pretty good at giving love, but a lot of us struggle with receiving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I know that's definitely something that Brenda has brought up in, in our sessions as well. And she says that comes up in a lot of her sessions. So if anybody listening here doesn't know, we're talking about Brenda Johnston. She's been on the show a couple of times, mindset, hypnosis, NLP coach, and working through subconscious beliefs. And exactly what you said there, Barat, with all this programming that's done in our lives. And You know, you even said earlier when we first started talking about, you know, learning to undo everything that has happened. And I find that to get back to our sense of happiness and wholeness and and really connect with ourselves, we need to undo the programming and the pattern and the, I don't want to call it damage, but all that life experience of people saying that we couldn't do something or we weren't good enough or we weren't accepted in certain situations. And I think that level of vulnerability and intimacy can be very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because even just if you think about in the fitness industry, right, we all want to help people, but then we're afraid also. We don't realize that because we're afraid to receive love. No wonder then we don't get enough clients and we're afraid to ask for it. Or when it's coming our way, we subconsciously block it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like that for a while. Like, I want to help people. I want to help people. But I had all these blocks, which would not let me receive these people, you know, so which then affected money and all these other things. Yeah. So what was it that made you realize that block? Was it going through this tantra course or was it with Brenda or was it a different situation? I think they all help, right? I think for where I was back then, Tantra was like the first step that made me go, wow, I have some messed up beliefs about love, you know, and help me look at all my programming. Where did I get these ideas of love? They were not good or bad. They were just not serving me. And so the Tantra course is the first step where it helped me open up my heart, realize these are things I believe. I need to change some of these beliefs. There were a lot of, you know, it's a, the Tantra course is a workshop. So there's so much interaction and, you know, it's an incredible course where you're actually working through these blocks versus great. Now I have this information. What do I do from here? Right. So that's what I really loved about the workshop is 
in those two days, it was working through a lot of these blocks. And so that was a start. And then I guess after that, it's been, you know, my meditation practices. It's been working with shamans, you know, working with sacred plant medicines, working with Brenda, working with you guys, like just changing mindset with so many different things and thinking big, you know, and stopping myself from asking how all the time and just trusting and saying, I can, I, if I want this, I can have it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a journey with so many different teachers. Yeah. Now, you know, in the, the Tantra workshop, you know, I know you went through, you know, some exercises and th- some things that you guys did as a group. And I think it's great mm-hmm. that there was a lot of interaction because like what you said there, in theory, things sound awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like getting ready for bed at night and you have all this to do list of what you want to do tomorrow when the motivation <laughs> is high. Right. But then when yeah. it actually comes down to the doing, things can be a little bit more, you know, you can have some more reluctance and some resistance there. So what were some of the, mm-hmm. the, the practical activities that you were doing? So one of them was called the 10 second hug. So we would stand in a circle. Like there, were, there were two circles, one inside and one outer circle and we're facing each other and you literally had to go hug the person, hold the hug for 10 seconds, relax, look at each other, like make eye contact for about five seconds before you rotate, you switch and go to the next person. Mm-hmm. And so I think we were 30 people. So you were getting like 30 hugs from strangers pretty much, right? We don't really know each other, but even you know that you could start becoming aware of all these things that come up. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, am I, how do I feel? Is my belly sticking out against this person? Uh, this person might think I smell bad. What, oh, I hope my breath is, and there's so much judgment that comes up, you know, and judging ourselves more than anything else. And that was a beautiful exercise because that was one of the things that made a lot of us realize that, oh, why is it so awkward to receive a hug? You know, and if you, and I'm sure you've experienced this, I, and I still catch myself doing this, a lot of times the hugs we give people are not like a good hug. Yeah. It's usually like, oh, hug, okay, great. Hey, how's it going? It, it's it's like a close so, pat on the back. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know, we're not like holding and truly feeling that hug and giving the love and receiving the love. So that was an incredibly powerful exercise. I know I've done it with clients and, you know, can I run retreats? And that's one of the exercises that we've introduced since last year. And it's always awkward for a lot of people. A lot of people are like, oh my God, really? Do I have to do this? And it's interesting to see all of that resistance come up. Yeah, and there's many factors that go involved with that. Obviously, if you're with strangers, you're embracing a stranger, that's one thing. And then embracing for 10 seconds. You don't think that 10 seconds is very long, but... You know, no, it's not. In the moment, you're just like, oh my God, this feels like forever. Yeah, you have like million thoughts in your brain and you're like, holy crap, like how much can I think in 10 seconds? Yeah, yeah. So some things that came up for you was what emotions came up for you when you were doing that? Initially, it was a lot of awkwardness. So it was a very like, okay, new person, is she comfortable? Because it's, it's men and women. So that that also was interesting because... There was the, I'm hugging a strange woman for 10 seconds, but then I'm also hugging the strange man. And the way things are in our society, in Western society especially, is like, okay, why are you guys hugging so much? Like two men hugging or even two men saying, I love you to each other is kind of, it's still not like, I don't think it's 100% like people are comfortable with that. People still like, oh, okay. Like, it's funny because... Ken and I have an incredible relationship. And even now, after all these years, like 
we always hear things where people say, oh, you guys are like a married couple and oh, you guys go grocery shopping together and ha ha ha. And we're like, yeah. And the point is what? Yeah, there's, uh, there's still that judgment uh, factor for a lot of yeah, that. There's an interesting element to that. But, you know, even when I was in Peru and I was working with all these shamans, it was just about love. Men, women, doesn't matter. It's the love. And that's, that's one of the powerful things I took with me from Peru was it doesn't matter. And that's one of the things I, I practice even now. I, you know, people that I'm close to, I call them brother. I tell them I love you. I look into their eyes and say that with a lot of honest love instead of like this weird awkwardness. Oh, you made eye contact saying that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all these weird things. So I think that was really cool just going through. And because it was like 30 people, you're doing this 30 times, yeah. you know, you're like, or well, 15 times or whatever it is where, okay, hug this person. Then I hug this person. And you feel all that resistance start to melt after a point. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. get to a point where all you're doing is just, in the moment, enjoying it. You know, you're, you're thanking the person for giving the hug. You're giving the hug to them. And that's all that you're doing in the moment. So it was, it was an incredible experience for me. Yeah. And I think it's great to do exercises like that. So, you know, here we're talking about Tantra sex and some people might be thinking, well, what does a 10 second hug have to do with sex? And if we think about the spirituality or the sacredness of sex, how many people just go through the act without even being present with the person, you know, making that eye contact, having those long embraces and truly being vulnerable in the most vulnerable act of all. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, right? Like we're being present was another part of Tantra is so we would play with the different senses, right? So it was, you have taste, you have touch, you have smell and you know one of the things so there were a lot of different exercises in the course where we would practice using these senses and that's something to even think about right because when you start when we're being intimate a lot of times we're so again a lot of us are so concerned with the end you know giving her the orgasm Mm -hmm. me having my orgasm and it's all about that end result we're rarely a lot of us are not used to going let me smell my partner, like really smell her, you know, or him. And let me touch what the skin feels like. What does this curve feel like? You know, even listening to their sounds, the sounds they make, the breathing, oh, the breathing change, you know, like mm-hmm. when, when she's orgasming and you can feel before the orgasm, you feel this cold sweat on her back. We're, we're not paying attention to these things, right? And that's what Tantra helped me do is come to the moment and really enjoy it. Don't worry about the, oh, hope I give her an orgasm and hope I'm good, you know. And, but, and I can go deeper into that and go, well, the reason we look at all those things because we're still, we're so attached to the validation of if she thinks that I gave her a good orgasm, then I'm lovable. Mm. You know, there's so many other yeah. the things that we can talk about, but that's, that's another thing is, being present and enjoying that, you know, uh, that present moment and enjoying this person's energy, you know, appreciating the fact that this person is being vulnerable, is being open, you know, and playing with those masculine and feminine energies while doing that. And really, for me, the key word is play. You know, we don't play enough, not just in sexuality, but like in life, you know, and that I think that brings us to that whole methods of stress reduction. 
Yes. Yeah. You made a really good point there with play. And I I think we get so caught up in the day-to-day activities and routines and whether it's, you know, work, relationships, sex, like if we get caught up in everything that's happening and we aren't present, then what are we doing all this for? You know, we want to do things to enjoy life and to have an experience, but if we're not present, Hmm. what, what are we doing all this for? And I think that's a really good moment for people to like step back and think about the level that they're playing at in life. Exactly. Yeah. And, and making time to play and making space to play, making everything a play, you know, making your work play, you know, like play doesn't have to be, yes, I took this vacation for one week. No. You know, it can be any little thing like you know, one of the things we're doing a lot of now is laughing. You know, since we started working with you and Brenda and Joe, Ken and I laugh a lot more, like at work, because it feels like we're playing. We're two kids that are just playing, and it's it's amazing feeling. Yeah, yeah, and getting outside of your environment, and I love what you said there. That's what Joe and I, you know, we do date night every Thursday, and we do all sorts of different things. So we'll go paint mugs or play pool or go rock mm-hmm. climbing or have different experiences that spark different conversations, different emotions, you know, different things that wouldn't come out in everyday life. And I feel like more people need to do that to a fully, fully experience life and the whole range of emotions that come with it. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And if we talk about, you know, stress reduction, you know, laughter, orgasming, having fun, it's those bring down those high stress hormones that pump through us from that, this chronic stress that we live in. Exactly. Right. Like even little things, like even, you know, send a, send, send a sexy message to your partner, Yeah. you know, give them a compliment, receive a compliment, go send a gift, play like, you know, and that's, that's one of the things, again, I learned from Tantra is it doesn't have to be this performance. Okay, nine o'clock in bed. You wear this. I wear this. This is what step one, step two, step three, and bam. Okay, good. We had sex. Good. <laughs> Check. A lot of people are doing that, right? Like, yeah. because it becomes this other thing to do. It's not play anymore. It's well, got to do this. Yeah. And there's so much crap that we see on TV, right? Where they show like, you know, women saying, "Oh, you know, tonight I got to make sure I sleep with the husband," and husband complaining about. Oh, she doesn't sleep with me. And all this crap that's on TV, it's making us think that this is how things are. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. After, you know, taking this course and, and even not even from a, like a sexual standpoint, mm. how has it changed your outlook on even, you know, communication and interaction with other people? I think it's, again, because it strengthened my ability to give and receive love. I'm doing it more without any expectation. Mm. So when I want to give, and this is something even my mom always taught me is you just give, don't get caught up in the giving or what you're going to receive from this. And when someone's giving you something, accept it with grace, you know, like accept it wholeheartedly. So when there was a time when people used to compliment me, I used to feel awkward and make a joke. Yeah. You know, so if someone said, Oh wow, you're looking bigger. I joke and say, oh, I just, you know, wearing small t-shirts. Deflect. Yeah, deflecting. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know what? Thank you. I've been working hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so it's changed that a lot with me is I'm able to give, receive better and give without any expectation. 
Uh, I think that's so big. Every, we we all have issues receiving. I, I know I definitely do. And I love that example there about, you know, the, the deflecting of a compliment. And it's almost like we feel we need to downplay our happiness or satisfaction mm. or love for ourselves. And, yeah. you know, you want to get to like the core root of a lot of issues is is really that self-love. And, You're right. Absolutely. And if we can't love ourselves, how are we ever expected to, you know, give love to other people? Exactly. Right. So that's and that's what Brenda coaches us on as well, right? She always talks about self-worth and self-love. You know, we I know I started working with her because I wanted to improve my business, my mindset with money especially. And the coaching has been completely not so much about money itself, it's been about self-worth, self-love. Mm-hmm. Right. And it makes so much sense because we will attract the love in any form, whether it's money, based on how much we think we deserve to receive. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're right. It, it all comes back down to that. Yeah, I find uh, the more inner growth I've done and the more personal development, it's it's funny because I still catch myself. I'm like, oh, it's not about the external stuff. It's about the internal stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny when people can come to that realization about their growth. And, and the problem is sometimes it's the yucky work. It's the uncomfortableness. Yeah. It's the, like the awkward 10-second hugs with people that you, you have to do. Yeah. But on the other side of it is where like true happiness, self-mastery, fulfillment in life really comes through. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would love to chat about your retreat coming up because I, mm. I find this is really neat. Uh, we had Ken on the show. He mentioned it a little bit, but I'd love for you, you know, tell our listeners again, what is this retreat that you and Ken have coming up? So we've been doing retreats for the last five, six years. And it's, you know, a lot of people take holidays, right? Like, yep, I'm super stressed, but I'm going away for a week, two weeks, 10 days, whatever it is, and everything will be fine. But when they come back, they're almost more stressed sometimes because nothing's changed. You know, if you're stressed about work, relationships, whatever, that stress is still there. And the thing is, you're coming back with the same mind, you know, your mind hasn't changed. You don't have any better tools to, to deal with the stress. So what, when we designed the retreat, it was to take people away to, okay, let's, let's take a break. You know, let's take a break from your regular, let's say, stressful environment. And let's spend some time with yourself. Let's connect with nature a little bit. But also let's work on different skills and tools that will help you return with a better mindset you return with better tools, you're better equipped to deal with the stress that you have going on, right? Better perception because you, you learned a different way of looking at something. So when we take people away for three days, we have a beautiful retreat house. We, we work on cooking. We teach them how to cook different things. We cook for them, actually. We provide them three meals a day, which are freaking delicious. We go through a lot of different activities. It could be training-based. We do a lot of therapies, so it could be fascial stress therapy, Reiki, shamanic healing. And again, just in the same workshop format, you know, like I said, last year we did the 10-second hug exercise. This year we have some other things like that. And the cool thing is this, this year we also have Joe and Brenda who are going to come and speak to everyone and just, you know, help them like shift perspectives. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you guys have helped us do it. So, yeah, that's what the retreat is. So people actually come back different revived refreshed yes and i i love what you said there because so many people 
if they go away on vacation, it's almost an escape. Mm-hmm. And if you're only escaping right. and you're not recharging, refueling, coming better equipped with tools, then it's just a Band-Aid. You're right. And if you're, if you're drinking or eating crappy food, then you actually come, up, come back in a worse state than when you left. And exactly. I, yeah. So I love what you and Ken are doing. And, you know, you said you've been doing this for four or five years. And I think mm-hmm. this is the, the new wave of health and fitness. It's, you know, yeah. it's not just the training. It's not just the nutrition. It's, you know, having that holistic approach on how do I make my life better and how do I feel better and how do I create more happiness and fulfillment in my life and, you know, immersing yourself into a whole, you know, weekend or four day event that you guys are having, I think enables people people to be able to actually have that for themselves because exactly you know you can't get that with an hour training session with your client or even if you're seeing them three times a week for an hour it's just it's not the true environment for immersive transformation so yeah I condone you and Ken for doing this and I think it's amazing it's you know probably been out of your comfort zone and and you've watched it grow and Mm. and even seeing like the transformation with your clients has probably been outstanding absolutely and, and, you know, it's funny because when, if you ever went to see a shaman, one of the first, doesn't matter what ailment you have, one of the first things they ask you is when did you stop playing? Mm-hmm. When did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? When did you stop laughing? When did you stop telling stories? Oh. And the root of all our ailments starts from those things, right? Yes, nutrition is powerful. Yes, training is powerful. But it's our life and how we treat it and how we create it is really the root of all these concerns that we have now in our in our uh, society. Yes, I see a big shift happening. I'm not going to say 10 years, but I'm thinking, you know, 20, 30 years from now with just the way our healthcare system has been going. And I'm so mm. happy to see more holistic ways and I know that we're getting to more of the root cause of disease whether you want to say you know digestive health is a root cause I I think there's Mm. layers deeper than that exactly what you said there and I love the rise of spirituality and people being more open to conversations about methods that we can't measure and you know I think there's going to be a big enlightenment with saying okay maybe it's not just the physical healing um you know and the internal healing and the balancing it's looking at our whole being and our whole soul on that holistic level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I want to thank you, Brat, for coming on the show. It's always amazing talking to you and Ken. If anybody's interested in your retreat, where can they get hold of you? So the best way would be either social media, Instagram, or even email, info at beelite.ca. Uh, the retreat is from June 6th to 9th. And right now there's about seven or six spots left. So it's, it's a very small group retreat. So that way we actually work with each individual as well, not just in a group. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from anybody and we can set up a discovery call and see if it's the right retreat for you. Yes, fantastic. So this is the Fulfillment Project and I know that you listen to the show. So I end every interview with one question. What does fulfillment mean to you? For me, it is, freedom from all these ideas in my mind of who I am, you know, all the, we spoke about programming. And so for me, if I can work on becoming free from those things and truly just be myself and laugh and be able to play all the time and, you know, convert every single thing. So whether we call it work and that becomes play. And if I can play every day, all day, that to me, that's fulfillment. 
Mm-hmm. I love that breaking free from the programming and the labels. Oh, it, it's so key. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Bharat. I really appreciate you. Look, thank you so much, Sarah. I love this. I love this opportunity to talk about things beyond nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Brought in a little <laughs> sex education there for people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's uh, Bharat Afridar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Thank you so much, Brett. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am Sarah.Fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show.